Good morning, everybody. Today, Bezat Hashem, we'll be learning Daf Chavav in Masachis Kiddushin. Uh, but I finished off with the Mishnah on Chavayim and Beis. Thought maybe I would finish the Daf, but here we go. Uh, you know, it's so Jewish that I think if you're a Talmud, I don't know, an Or Sameach, and they would tell you uh, as a Baal Tshuva that you're learning Masachis Kiddushin, you think it would be about the sanctity of marriage. Uh, maybe we'll maybe we'll get to it, but so far Kinyanim Haisha Nicknes. So this is how we go in the Gemara, right? Uh, when we're learning, when we're learning this Gemara, when we're learning in Yeshiva, and it's getting more and more Yeshivish. We started with how the methods of Kinyanim of a woman. We just did discuss that the word Kinyan basically means a status change, and you have to understand it in context. But as we go more and more, we're getting closer to the way. A, you would say Kenyan yeshiva in the form of acquisition. It doesn't always mean acquisition, but certainly here it's going to mean that. We talked about uh, acquisition with regards to an isha and then slaves, and now we're going to do what? Then there's metal, what's left? There's metaltalin, there's karka, right? There's real estate, there's, uh, and there's animals. So the Mishnah here is going to discuss the acquisition of animals, the Kenyan. Uh, the name of this year is probably going to be Kenyans, as we would say in yeshiva. Behema gas and nicknames from Mesira. So how are you going to acquire an animal? Mesira is handing it over. Vehadaka, the behema daka, right, which is the smaller animal, behagbaha, by by lifting it. So everyone's going to basically agree that if you lifting something, uh, by then you are konet. Why do we care when you're konet? So one of the obvious right, uh, ramifications would be that once the Kenyan is completed, there's no backsies, okay? So that would be one way of saying it. So again, you have a seller and you have a buyer. If the buyer, uh, if you would say that the kesef is Kona, right, that the, the financial transaction is Kona, so as soon as the money hits his bank account, so then he can't retract, right? Neither can retract in theory, right? Uh, as opposed to if you say, no, the money is just, that's just a transfer, but you can still retract. There's a money back guarantee until he takes it, right? Can't, or maybe they can make a stipulation uh, between them. The Chiddush is that the Torah actually has an opinion on these things, right? Our Torah is not just, you know, divorced from our, uh, from our daily lives and just this like esoteric spiritual thing. It's very, very, very pragmatic. So there's even, right, instruction in the Torah as to when these financial transactions take place. So without further ado, Hagba would work for a small animal if you were to buy a gerbil, but you can't do that for a giant animal. So Mesira, handing it over, handing it over would be like handing over the reins, as it were, of this large animal. That also would work. Okay, different mayor over the other. That is the words of mayor. That's the that so now we're learning a third thing that it's not just lifting it and it's not being handed over the reins but drawing it near to you all right so we're going to get into all of this says the gemara rav gave a shear in the town of kim chunya and he said and he said what our mission said um no he said instead of masira Right. Instead of handing over the reins, he said you could also be kona behemagasa by drawing the animal near to you. Okay. So Ashkichinu Shmuel Talmida de Rav. So so Shmuel met Rav's Talmidim. Okay. After Rav said that the behemagasa is nicknamed by Meshicha, and Amalu Miyama Rav behemagasa nicknamed by Meshicha, the Anan be Mesira Tanan. Right. We just learned in our very Mishnah 
that a behemagasa, you hand over the reins. You don't bring the animal closer to you, right? You do mesira, not mashicha. But Rav Nami Msirama, not only that, but Rav himself had indicated that the way Behemagasa is nicknamed with Msira. Hadar Behemahi, did Rav retract his opinion? Sahud Amar Kihaitana, so Rav made, so the Gemara explains, Rav made a statement, right, following the version of the Tana that says the following, in the following Bryce of the Tanya. The Bryce says, Vachachamim Amrim Zu Vizu Nicknamed with Mashicha. In other words, this is a part of the b'risa that our mission does not indicate, right? Our mission makes it sound like uh, only the behemadaka is nechnes meshicha. But really, the b'risa says that according to the chachamim, meshicha would work for behemadaka or behemagasa. And Rabbi Shimon Oimer, zuvazu bagba. And furthermore, Rabbi Shimon says that all of it is behagba. Okay, Rabbi Shimon's personal opinion is that you do hagba by behemadaka and behemagasa. The question is, does he mean, does Shimon mean that you can only do it by Agba and Loba Mashiach? That, that sounds like what, right, that's what that sounds like, and that's what in fact Rashi says, Zuba Zuba Agba, but Loba Mashiach, Loba Mashiach. So again, the um, extreme sheet of Shimon is that drawing the animal near, right, which would be Mashiach, uh, or taking over the reins, which would be Masira, would not work for, for uh, an animal. You would have to lift it. Wait a minute. You, how are you going to lift it? Can you lift every animal? Matkiflar of Yosef, says the Gemara. The Gemara says, Elamiata, pil How's Rabbi Shimon going to be calling an elephant? How do you do Hagba on an elephant? This is a very famous Gemara, Andrew. You can't, you can't go through Yeshiva without learning this. So, Amalei Abaye, Bechalipin. So, Abaye says, You do Chalipin. We're familiar with the idea of Chalipin. Chalipin is affected by, right, the, the lifting up the hanky, right? And the, yeah, I give, you know, every chassan knows that the chassan tish, that, uh, that somebody's taking a pen and they're lifting it up. Okay, so that obviously doesn't require lifting the actual animal. So again, we're, what we're basically saying is that in the physical acquisition of either Meshicha or Mesir or Hagba, so only Hagba would work. But all these other, right, more uh, abstract kinyanim, such as Chalipin, would work. Or Inami Besocheres Makomo. Or you can rent out, temporarily rent out the place where the, the elephant is and then the elephant ends up being in that domain and you acquire it that way. Or another possibility, maybe Arba Kalim Manichem Tachas Raglov. Okay, you're going to bring four uh, coasters, put it onto the elephant's feet. Now he's in the buyer's domain, right? Because he owns the coasters. However, we already discussed this. Shmat Minah, Kalev Shalokech, Bashus Mocher, Kanalokech. Uh, that, if that, if Rebzeira's suggestion were true, that would actually be machria. That would mean that we're taking a stance on something which is actually a machlokas. What's the machlokas? As follows. Barry has a store. Huh. Barry's store uh, has, uh, whatever, it doesn't matter. He, he has a record store. So I go into Barry's store. Anything that I would throw into the store that is in Barry's domain. Question is, if I bring right, my own coasters into Barry's store and uh, the elephant is standing on top of my coasters in Barry's store, am I, in fact, the owner of that domain where my coasters are? Because everything is going on inside the airspace of Barry's store, right? So that's the issue of whether the my utensils, let's say, in Barry's store, right, I'm the lokeach, Barry's the mocher, 
where do my utensils and Barry's store uh, have right enough of my own ownership, despite the fact that they're in Barry's store, to be considered mine? If that's true, so then I could go into Barry's elephant store. Let's say he's selling elephants. Take my own coasters, put the elephant on top of those coasters, and be Kona it that way, right? Because it sounds like what's happening is you have the elephant in the possession of the seller. And the buyer is coming in with his own coasters. The elephant gets on top of the coasters, and that's how the buyer is acquiring the elephant. But that would only be true if you would say that the coasters of the buyer in the store of the elephant have any independent jurisdiction that belong to the buyer, right? That's called, right, that is a controversial thing. Can we say that Ribzera is going to conclude on this issue that that you should agree? Is he trying to make take a stance on that issue? Says the Gemara, not necessarily. Says the Gemara, maybe the whole thing's taking uh, place in an alley, which is ownerless, and in an ownerless alley, it's the kalim of the buyer, right, that of course are going to be Kona, the elephant, or alternatively, how else would you acquire an elephant? You put bun- bundles of vines in front of the elephant's feet, you have the elephant step on, on the bundles of vines, and that actually works as Hagba, right? As, as Rashi famously says, They're more than Then you make the animal walk on it. That's true, Hagba. Because more than three Tfachim, oh. How great was it when we learned Ervin? Everybody had fun with Ervin. So here, you, you might remember, Gemara and Shabbos, and Ervin, Lavud. The three Tfachim rule, and Sukkah, of course, where you have above three Tfachim, now you've lifted the elephant. You've lifted the elephant outside of any domain. And so in so doing, that's true Hagbah, and that would work. And that, my friends, is the basics. This is the main source of how you acquire animals. Okay. It's never we should have ended yesterday on the top of Chafav and the Mishnah, and we're going to start acquiring real estate. Okay, kosher money, Andrew? Nechasim she'eshleim achrayas, right? What's nechasim she'eshleim achrayas? You need to see the Rashi. Hiding karkos. Karkos, land, real estate. Why is it called nechasim she'eshleim achrayas? Achrayas means uh, land that has, um, well, we'll see in the Rashi here, that she'achrayas kol adam halove, Right? As follows. Whenever you lend something to somebody, you can use a house or a field as collateral. This is what, you know, this is what when a bank, let's say, lends you money, right? And they are doing it. This is how you can get a home equity loan, Andrew, right? Because why? Because you have equity in the house. Why would they trust the equity in the house more than the equity... Uh, in your uh, talents or whatever, in your ability to throw a football, because the house, everybody could see. Kayamin v'omdim, right? That is something you could trust. You see it, it's not going anywhere. Everybody could look at it. That is a property that, that has achrayas, right? Accountability, so to speak, which is to say, if you're lending it on that thing, so then it's always a fixed thing that's going to stay there and everybody is aware of it. That's why we call real estate Right, because if you needed to collect, you could always go back and get it. In other words, if I, if I, let's say, uh, borrowed money from you and I, 
or I lent you money. And I said, if you don't give me back this money, you're going to have to give me, I'm going to take your, right, I'm going to take your cell phone. So then I'll go back. You didn't give me back the money. And I say, can I please have the cell phone? You say, I lost it. I don't have a cell phone. I can't trust it. But if I say I'm going to take your land, right, so then you can't tell me that you lost your land. I'm looking at it. I'm standing on it, right? So that is a shachvayas. It's something reliable that you can rely on. Anyway, the point is, how are you going to be conas such a thing? You can't lift it, Barry. You can't do Mashiach on it, right? So says the Gemara, how are you konet? Niknin bekesef uvishtar uvechazaka. Right? This is all, right? Um, this is all, as Raj says, right? We're going to talk about, you'll notice, kesef shtar vechazaka. We talked about Avadim and the correlation to, to the real estate with regards to that. And we're going to talk about that. That, the Gemara is going to discuss kesef shtar vechazaka. Those are the three ways, right? So I transfer the money. I give you a, you know, a, a bill of sale, or we do an act of chazaka, where basically I beautify the land in some way. In other words, once I'm Kona, let's say the land, let's say I'm the purchaser of the land, of the real estate, I, I fix the gate, I do something that, right, that implies an ownership of it, okay? That's the chasim sheyesh namachrais, real estate. Once we're talking einlein machrais, now we're talking about essentially metaltalin, what we call metaltalin, right? Movable property. So if I'm Conan Andrew's cell phone, I can only acquire it by Mashiach, drawing it near. Wait a minute, only Mashiach? What about Hagbah? What about Chalipin? So the Mepharshim explained, yeah, Hagbah or Chalipin would also work. Just, right, Mashiach is the most common. This is the, how the Ran explains it. Right? Mashiach is the most common, but yeah, we're talking about any of the other ways where animal and nicknames, any way that you can actually take something Right, with Hagbah, Hagbah, as Rabbi Shimon had said it, right, in the previous Gemara, in the Brisa that we quoted, and we had said it a few Dapim earlier too, Hagbah is always going to work, right? Just you can't lift land, right? And you can't lift, right? So anything you can't lift, and, you, and, we, and we saw how you can lift the Behemoth Gasa, that's what we, you know, started today, right? But the point is, anything you could lift is certainly, lifting it is going to always be the ultimate that's going to work, but Mashiach is really much more common when it comes to anything, you take it and you draw it near to you, and that is Nechasim She'ein Le'machrais. Now, another din says the Mishnah, Nechasim She'ein Le'machrais, Niknin Imechasim She'ein Le'machrais. Fascinating idea. I buy Barry's summer home. Barry's summer home has a lot of tchotchkes in it. it, has mementos, it has paddle boats, it has a lot of different things. So when I purchase it, I am also kona of those things. So what do you say? What are you going to say? I buy the home, which is a nechasim sheishlem achrayis, bekesef shtar chazaka, let's say, right, I give him money and now I own the home, and now I have to go and I have to collect each one of the blades of his fans in his room individually and do a hagbah and all the, and all the night tables and, and, and lamps. That doesn't make any sense. So there, so there is something called the Kenyan Agav. Kenyan Agav means all those movable properties that are on the real estate become, right, uh, are also considered, become acquired, right, at the same time that I'm going to the actual real estate. Okay, so what that means is that So when I accomplish the real estate as I do, right, as the mission indicates with Kesef, Shtar Chazaka, on the real estate, I also am kona the, right, metaltalin, all of the tchotchkes in the house, and it's a two-way street. 
just like there's a Kenyan Agav with regards to the acquisition of these items, there's something called almost like a Shvuas Agav with regards to swearing. What's this Lishavalen? What is the swearing? So as we will learn, where this is like foreshadowing uh, of Shavuos, and all, and we'll see it in, in the bavas that we're about to head into, the idea of a modem imiktas, right? A person uh, has a certain responsibility he had, right, uh, upon him that where he had a responsibility to return something or to watch something, right? Something happened where a claim, Andrew has a claim against me over something, and I only agree partially to the claim. I concede part of the claim. It's called a modem imiktas, right? I, I concede part of the claim. A person who's modem imiktas, and we'll get into this in great depth, not, not yet, but soon, is subject to a shavua. Okay. Now, a modem imiktas only has to be, uh, right, um, sh- uh, make a shavua for what? For metaltalin or for kesef. For things like, because for example, what am I saying? Right, Andrew, Andrew says that he gave me stuff and it's metatalin. It's stuff that I say, right, uh, you only gave me half of it. Well, this would never apply to real estate, right? Because real estate, like we said, why is it yesh Christ? Because you see all of it, right? The only time that you would even have a dispute is if he gave me something that can disappear. And I say, well, it, I say never... There was never such a thing. You never gave me such a thing. And now we have a situation where I have to swear because there's no, we don't know the reality, right? The credibility is a little bit in question because half of the stuff that Andrew wants back is totally gone. It's disappeared. So I could say, because it's something that can disappear, I could say it never was. The Hayavalonivra. Okay, and now we have a dispute because we don't see it. It's something that just disappeared into the ether, right? Half of the stuff. But that can only happen with metaltalin. That's never going to happen with the chasen sheyeshle machrais. That's why yeshle machrais. Yeshle machrais, because I could never go back and tell you with regards to that, because we're looking at the field right now. What do you mean it disappeared? I'm looking at it. So, so I would normally not have to swear when it comes to the land, because there would be no case of modem mixes by land. However, when you're talking about, right, a shvua with regards to the metaltalin and the house, I'm going to have to swear on the house as well, even though normally I don't have to do modem mikzas, right? Zokinus on the chasim sheish mechayis li shava la'en. Once I'm swearing on the metaltalin, on the movable property, I can actually be subject uh, together in the other direction where I'll have to swear in the real estate also on account of swearing on the movable property as well. And we'll, so we'll get into that. But it's, so we see it's a two-way street. Again, you acquire the Tchotchkes and Barry's house by just acquiring the land. So the Tchotchkes come with. And, uh, and conversely, you'll swear on the land, which normally you wouldn't do if you end up swearing on the Tchotchkes. So the, the, the movables move the non-movables along with them and the non-movable move the movables along with them as well in each direction. So fascinating ideas that our Mishnah brings up. Let's dig into the Gemara. So the Gemara of How do we know the real estate can be acquired by money? Minalan? The Pasuk. Amar Chizki, Amar Kra. Sadlus Bekesef Ikenu, Pasuk in Yermio. You acquire fields with money. Ve'ima ad ikashtar. Wait a minute. You've got to look at the whole Pasuk. The Pasuk says, Sadlus Bekesef Ikenu. Okay, go be kona the Sadlus with money. That sounds very explicit, 
that that's how you're Kona Sadas. But then it says, V'kasov v'sefer v'chasom. Yeah, and then write the bill of sale. The, right? So, wait a minute. If you're writing the bill of sale, so maybe that's how you're acquiring it. Says the Gemara, You know, the, the um, continuation of the Pasuk implies that you need to write a star in order to do the Kenyan. Says the Gemara, no. That would be true if you had said, I'm sorry, if you had said, Right? If you had said, um, you give the money and then give the star and then you'd be kona. But that's not what it says. Right? But look at the structure of the Pasuk. The Pasuk says, give the money and then yiknu. And then it says, because of a sefer chasom. So what that implies is that first you are kone with the kesef and then you just simply write, yeah, you give over the deed. You give the, <laughs> the star as a star raya. So Barry will give Andrew the money. He's at this point Kone, Andrew's estate. And then Andrew gives him the deed. But that's not how he's Kone. That's not how Barry's Kone. The, the, the thing, he was Kone with the money. The deed is simply, is simply Shtar Raya. That's what, he, that's what he wields around when people ask him who owns this estate. So I'm a Rav. That there's, Rav is going to say, that there's some sort of cultural thing here where it depends on the minhug of the place. In some places they write a star, some places they do. So, so they don't. So here they write the star. So In other words, So it is true that the Pasuk teaches you that all you need is the Kesef, and that's how the Kenyan is actually activated, right, triggered. However, there's some places where they insist on a deed. In a place where they insist on a deed, low kona. You're only you're not going to be kona it with that with just the money. You're going to ha- you're going to be kona it with the document as well. Be parish. However, if Barry and Andrew between them right agreed that it's that they don't need a deed that all they need to do right is either give or they don't need the money either they give the deed or the money. So then parish. Then once you parish, just means explained like parish, right? If they explicitly said to each other that we're going to make the deal in this following way, that can actually uh, work, even if the prevailing custom is otherwise in that place, that could actually work as well. So you know, there are elements of Dine Mamonos when it comes to these financial things where you know two parties agree, that can, that can actually work if it's explicit in the contract, right? But anyways, but there are certain things that the Torah would default and say, no, you can't go back on this uh, unless you do it a different way. As we see, so watch this. was aware of this and he was a businessman. Watch this. Whenever he would buy land, he would say, um, I'm either buying this with money or with star. He had a specific contract that he drew up that he used for all of his real estate acquisitions. Why do you do so? The Gemara explains. The Gemara says, Why do you say, if I want to, I can buy it with money? Because, because he's telling the seller of the real estate, if you want to retract the sale after I paid you, but before you got the bill of, before I got the bill of sale, you can't retract. Because I reserve the right to be kona with the moment that the money transfer occurred to you, uh, got to you. And then Ravavin says, no, but guess, Ravidi Baravin says, guess what? If I want the star, that also works in my favor. Because if I want to retract before, after I paid, but before I gave you the contract, I reserve the right to, to retract. So he's, he's, uh, 
writing a contract that benefits him in both ways. He gets the right of refusal till the bitter end, and from the very beginning, the other party has no cannot back out. So he's reserving all the power to him. I was once in a financial transaction of this, uh, uh, like this, where the the buyer, uh, there was like the. Um, it was a question whether the sale was in dollars or shekels. So the guy said, if it favors me, that the dollar is high, so then the dollar will be high. And if it favors me, that it favors you, if the dollar is high, then we'll go with shekel. Yeah. <laughs> so, so he was very covered with that. So that, that's, that's a one way to do it. If you agree to it, then you agree to it. So that's, uh, he was a businessman. He knew, he knew what's going on. Okay, well, what it really illustrates is that both can, right, technically activate the Kenyan, right? You could just decide accordingly, and so both Kenyan, both Kesef and Shtar can, can activate the Kenyan. That's what we're up to. So middle page two dots, Uvi Shtar. Okay, so how do you know that uh, uh, real estate can be acquired with a document? Well, one, pot, one possibility is the Pasuk we have aforementioned, right? In Yirmiyo, where you say, you, but we, but we already said that because that phrase of write in the Sefer and sign it, it comes after the word Kenyan in the Pasuk. So we said that in that Pasuk, it doesn't seem to indicate that the Kenyan is being happening with the Shtar. It seems to indicate that the Shtar is simply like the deed of right proof. So we have early on in Yirmiyo a different Pasuk. It says, Vekach es Sefer Amikneh. I'm going to take the start the Kenyan document. Oh well, the Kenyan document sounds the, just the very existence of a sefer mikna sounds like it's the sefer that's doing the Kenyan. So that seems to imply that you could be kind of bishtar. So I'm bishtar matana. Now that case is talking about a document of gift of a b'mecher lo Right. So when you are giving a gift, then obviously no money is changing hands. So giving a gift. Um, is going to be able to be activated with a star. But if you're actually selling something, no, you, it's not going to be a Kenyan until the money changes hands. To which, Masiv Rav Hamnuna, Rav Nuna challenges Shmuel, he says, Bishtar Ketzad. How are you going to, he wants to know, how do you acquire sh- something with a star? Like, what's the mechanics of it? So, Kosov Law, Nier Alacheres, you write on something that's not worth anything but is a writing surface, whether it's paper or, or whatever, a shard. Um, right, even though the aforementioned paper and chart are in themselves no, of no value, you write on it. Okay, so the Bryce has said, what do you write on the star? Interesting. Listen to this Raya. Andrew is selling off some real estate. He says, my field is sold to you. My field is given to you. Okay, so then it's given. Well, look at this. One of the Languages in this uh, in this is nisuna matana. It sounds like the matana and the mecher, right? The sale and the gift should both have the same halacha, right? It sounds like the Bryce is considering a document, right? Is this document of star is effective for the not just the gift but also the sale? So what's going on? Says the Gemara, who most of love him He challenged the, the ruling, but he also answered it as follows: Says b'mocher sadeu mipnei rasa. The Bryce, where it says that selling also is activated by a star, is talking about where you're selling off uh, property. You see something 
that you want to get rid of, like a hot potato. As Rashi says, It is Andrew's intention when he's selling off this piece of real estate to sell it off to Barry real fast. Because he doesn't want uh, Barry to change his mind. Uh, what we see here is that the das of the makna is very important. In other words, Andrew, the fact that he wants to unload this piece of real estate real bad is going to affect the fact that the star is going to be Kona. In other words, there's an assumption here that, right, again, the, the, big, the big difference, whether it's going to be the Kesef or whether it's going to be the star, nobody's arguing that that can actually trigger the sale. The real question is, what is the mindset of the buyer and the seller? In a case of a dispute where one of them wants to back out, we're going to need to timestamp Right at which point this actual transaction took place to the point where it can't be retracted anymore in the absence, right, of anything in the contract to indicate when the actual transaction took place. So again, sometimes we may have to make assumptions as to what the collective mindset was. So in a case where it is clear that Andrew is unloading this thing and wants to get rid of it as quick as possible, so then the first time, right, as soon as he, as soon as the star is handed over, even before the money is handed over, we're going to assume that um, Andrew had intention to unload it, and that matters because that means that the actual kunya took place. Okay. So Ravashi says another resolution. When it comes to a gift, right, he wanted to give him the gift. And so he wrote, my field, right, I'm going to sell you my sada, and I'm going to sell it. Well, why? In other words, this is a case of matana, says Ravashi. This is not a case of mechar. So, but why did the Bryce say, harezu sada mechorlach? Right, Why do you use a language of sale if actually, according to Ravashi, it was always only a gift? Says the Gemara. Why do you use a lashon of sale? Right? In order to enhance Barry's rights. What's happening is in the field. In other words, what's happening is Andrew's gifting Barry a field. But, as we know, right, if somebody, let's say, let's say Andrew owes somebody else money. And they come for Andrew's money. Andrew has no right to start giving away his assets if he owes somebody money. Why, why is he gifting things when he, actually, when he actually has a creditor, right? So therefore, there's something called lakuchos, right? If Andrew were to gift it to you, Barry, then the actual creditors can come and, and take it away because Andrew had no business giving you the money, giving you the gift, right? Um, giving you the field when he owed them money. So they're going to go and take it. That's called lakuchos, right? However, if... Andrew sold it to you, so now the math changes. Because even though he shouldn't have sold it to you, but maybe he sold it to you in order to pay them back, the bottom line is if you paid for it, so it's not fair for them to come take it for you, right? That, I mean, I'm oversimplifying it because maybe you shouldn't have bought it if you knew that he had a lien on it, right? So, but, but the point is, if he gifted to you, certainly I could take it away from you. If he sold it to you, then maybe I can't take it away from you because you actually paid for it. And it is for that reason that Andrew said, I'm gifting it to you and I'm selling it to you. Even though he didn't get any money from you, he wants to strengthen the gift to you, Barry, because he wants you to be able to hold on to it even if somebody comes after you, okay? That's the reason why he uses that language, but really, technically, it was a gift and it is for that reason that it works as a star, fine. That's Kesef Shtar. What about Chazaka? 15 lines up and two dots minalan. So the Gemara Chizki Amakra, the Pasuk says, Vushru Barechem Asher Tafastem. Okay? Bameh Tafastem. This is again Pasuk in Yermio. It's a speech. Go back to your, to your cities that you seized. How did you seize your, your cities? Be Yeshiva. That's a, it's a hermeneutic. It doesn't say sit in it and that's how you seized it, but we see the word sitting, we see the word 
sees. So you sat in it. That's the chazaka, right? You're sitting in it as if you own it. This is actually in the Chumash about the conquest of Eretz Yisrael by the Jews. You're going to be Yorish, you're going to inherit it, and you're going to sit in it. How are you going to inherit it? By sitting in it. Good. 11 lines up. Let's get into the Metaltalin. How do we know that drawing it near works? In the Pasuk, Right, when you make a sale from your buddy, miyad, from his hand. Why do they use the word yad? Dover ha nickname miyad le yad. Right, mishicha, you're passing over the reins, right, from one hand to the other. That is a form of kinyan. Okay. Now, is that really true? According to the Torah, right, money acquires, which means that mida araisa, money should work. So, sounds like you don't do Mashiach, just the money should work. So, the Gemara is going to answer, right, that there was, this is a Takana der Banan, that you have to have Mashiach, right? Watch this. Tana Takanta der Tana is teaching us of our Mishnah, when he says Mashiach, is teaching us the Takana der Banan, not the Dor Raisa. It's true. The Midor Raisa, according to Rabbi Yochanan, just giving the money would work, but what would happen? Let's say, and let's say Barry gives Andrew, right, money for a cow, right? <laughs> and the cow is still like being worked on and they're getting it ready for sale. Well, the fact of the matter is, Andrew is going to start not feeding the cow like he doesn't own the cow anymore. He's going to stop feeding it. He's going to stop washing it. He's stop taking care of it. By the time it gets to you, Barry, this cow can look like an avela. You know what I'm saying? It could be, it could be uh, gefreilach. So in order to avoid that, Chazal made a takana that the Kenyan isn't going to happen until, until Andrew hands over the reins in order to obligate Andrew to take proper care of this cow until Barry gets it. That's basically the idea. Okay. Seven lines up. Finally, we're getting to movable, minani mili, the idea of Kenyan agav. And that's what's going to take us, to, to take us home all the way to the end. How do we know of this thing of Kenyan Agav that you are kona the metaltalin on top of the karka? That when we buy Barry's summer home, we get the tchotchkes along with the house. See that? There's a pasuk in the Divrayom and Bays, right? You're giving to the cities, and all the gifts are with the cities. Presumably, right? You're not getting the cities and then being kona each individual tchotchke in the city. Uh, individually, you're kona it together with the cities. So now the question is, do, when you're acquiring um, tchotchkes on real estate, does it actually have to be organized and stacked or not? That's the question of our Gemara. Fascinating question. Why would you think it needs to be stacked? Well, it's like, do you pile it up on top of the real estate property? It, does, it, does that have to happen in order for, the, in order for this Kenyan to, be, uh, to take effect? It's a very good question. In other words, does it have to be on the land itself, right? It's a, very, it's a very interesting question. Does it have to be on the land itself? Well, does, what do you mean? Well, we said Kenyan Agav. The question is, is that literal? <laughs> Wait, does the tchotchkes have to be in the actual house? Let's say Barry's summer home, right, has tchotchkes in the house, but there's also, right, somewhere else outside of the property, 
a whole bunch of other things, right? He has a hot air balloon that he keeps in the garage in Baltimore. He has a bunch of, bunch of other things that are really typically included in the summer home, right? But they're not on the actual physical property. Would Andrew be acquiring those as well, even though they're not on the physical property? That's the question. So Rabbi Yosef Tashma, let's learn from the following mission. Rabbi Kiva Omer, Karka Kol Shehu, Rukiva says that any size of land that you buy, you're going to have, or you have, is going to be chayev to the laws that we learned of peya, right? The bikurim that we learned about a few weeks ago, right? You're going to have to give the fruit. As Rashi says, the top Rashi and chavavim beis we turned that we learned in Gittin Lamed Zayin, right? That you write write prusbel ala karka, right? That if you're lova and you write the prusbel, you always attach it to the existence of, of some real estate. The point is that real estate could be of any small size and it would still be valid to use for a prisbal. And finally, and not only that, but a karka kolshehu works to acquire a chasim she'en with it. Well, huh, here's how we learn it from the Mishnah. After all, it's a kolshehu, Barry, right? It could be the size of, so to speak, a blade of grass and it's still enough valid to make a Kenyan agav. That teaches you that what? That the, that the movable property doesn't physically have to be on top of it, because after all, you can't fit it on top of the blade of grass. So all it means, it's an abstract. The fact that I am Kona, this real estate, I am, I am right, in effect, also being Kona, all the metaltalin, but they don't have to physically be on top of the real estate. It's an abstract. I'm, I'm Kona uh, in the abstract along with the real estate, no matter how little the real estate is. Right, and that's what Gemara now explains. And he also says, "Viyam must be in If you're going to say that the actual right metatalin have to be physically on, inside or on top of the real estate, culture lamai chazi. How are you going to put something on top of a very such a small amount of land? Says the Gemara, not necessarily. Tagumar of Shmuel Bar Bisna, Kameder of Yosef. Shmuel Bar Bisna said, "Wait a minute. Maybe the mission says this. Kigonshinats b'machat." Maybe the case of metatalin in the case of a culture who land is simply a needle on top of a a piece, a small piece of land, and that's the case where you're kona kinyan agav. But otherwise, you're not, right? Because it physically has to be on top of it. Amalei Rabbi Yosef Kvastan, you annoying me. Ich baltana leshmina machat. You think they would go out of their way, turn themselves into a pretzel to go to teach you this, just to teach you the uh, impractical case of a needle on top of a piece of land? Come on, man. It's obviously trying to teach you something more fundamental than that. Okay. Amaravashi, man lemalon de lotalabe marganisa, the shavi alfe zuze. says, okay, maybe it's not a needle, but maybe the whole point is yes, the, the thing has to be on the land, but a marganisa, which is a pearl that's worth thousands of zuzim, is still very valuable. So, in other words, don't, don't dismiss this idea that the metatalin have to be in the property. Sometimes, even if the property is very small, the metatalin on it could be very valuable, and it is that which the Mishnah is referring to. So now we're going to really try to resolve this issue of does the metatalin have to be on top of the karka, as follows. Tashma. There was a Madonite in Jerusalem. He had tons of tchotchkes. He wanted to give all of them to Andrew. So Armelo, they said to him, The only way you can be able to get all these tchotchkes into Andrew's possession is to, be, is to sell off a piece of land and have them um, go, right, de facto to Andrew as a Kenyan Agav. So what did he do? He purchased a piece of land near Yerushalayim, in order to sell that piece of land to Andrew and all his tchotchkes along with it. Amar, Tzfoni, Zeleploni, 
Right, he declared this northern part should go to Andrew. And with that parcel of land, he was able to be mocked to Andrew 100 sheep and 100 kegs, which is a lot of stuff. Immediately he died. End of story. And in fact, Andrew inherited all that stuff, so it worked. Now, this base seller has to be that it was an abstract. Why? Because it says the Gemara, I must be in and If you're going to say that all these kegs and, and, and right, Sheep had to be on top of the land. Base seller, lemay chazi. How much sheep and kegs can you put on a base seller? At this point, base seller, the Gemara assumes, is a seller, which is a coin that he gave him parcel of land, right, the size of a, of, of a nickel. Well, you can't fit all those kegs and sheep on top of that. So obviously, it's just selling him the the land as an abstract, as a vehicle upon which to sell him all the tchotchkes. So says the Gemara, me savras base seller. Do you really think that Beisela means a coin, parcel size of land? Sela mamish. No, it means Sela, like rock. My Sela, the nafish tuva. It's a piece of land that's actually very large. Okay, Vamai Karla Sela. So why did you call it Sela, which implies a coin? No, the Kashika Sela, because the land happened to be hard as rock. So that was the piece, that was the um, constitution of the piece of land, but it, it was large enough. And in fact, you had to put the sheep and the kegs on top of it in order to sell it to Andrew. So that proof fail, failed. So let's get another proof. We're doing cases, and from these cases, we're learning case studies. This is law school now. From these case studies, we're learning what the halacha is, okay? So there's a man, he was sick in Yerushalayim. Yeah, some say that he wasn't really sick. He was healthy. This is irrelevant to the story. What happened in the story? So there's machokas karabanan. In other words... According to Rabbi Eliezer, he was sick, um, and this was a Kenyan Shchiv Meira that has some sort of right. This is a the reference of Rabbi Eliezer and and the Rabbanon is a reference to a different machlokas elsewhere that is not relevant to us as to whether the way this transaction went down can actually be affected by a healthy person. We expect more of a healthy person, right? When it comes, we, you have to sit down and write the contract and be a little bit more alert at closing, right? We have halachas that are specific to Shechiv which we've already learned, where we, uh, we forego some of the formalities. So be that as it may, the Kenyan was done. How was the Kenyan? He wanted to give a gift, again, to Andrew. And he wanted to know, how are you going to give all the tchotchkes to Andrew? So Amrullah, they told him, you can't give all these tchotchkes until you also attach us to some sort of real estate transaction to Andrew. So what did he do? He took a base rova of land, which we're going to have to have, obviously define, near Yerushalayim. He says, I'm going to give this fist-sized piece of land to Andrew. And on top of that, here he goes again, 100 sheep and 100 kegs. Andrew just has so many sheep and kegs, it's unbelievable. And sure enough, he died. And the Chacham said, yeah, Andrew gets all this stuff. And if you're going to say that the actual kegs and sheep have to be on top of the land, how do you fit all these sheep and kegs on top of a fist full of land? It has to be that, no, what he said was, I'm transferring the worth of the sheep and kegs. What happened? He took money. <laughs> it wasn't sheep and kegs, actual. It was money that is enough, right? You can stack up a whole bunch of Benjamins or whatever on top of a fistful of land and you can actually do a hundred, that kind of value. And it was, in fact, the Kenyan Agav of money on top of that parcel of land. Says the Gemari. That actually seems like a likely explanation. 
If he would have said that it was really just the sheep and the barrels, then actually he could have done the Kinyan Chalipin, which we already learned, according to Rashi, right? In Bab Metziah Daf Mem Vav, in Perakazov, that you can be Konet with Chalipin. So that would have been a lot easier. Why do you have to do this abstract land transfer? So what do you say to refers to? Money. So, in other words, there's another option to him. He could have done Meshicha, right? So why was he told that he had no recourse? That's the point. He was told, the only recourse you have is this Kenyan Agav. Why? Now you have to conclude the following. The case is where Andrew was not there. Well, if Andrew was not there, then, then, uh, then you cannot do Meshicha, and that's why this was his only recourse. So here too, the case must have been where there was no, right, where Andrew was not present, and if Andrew is not present, so then the only recourse is to do it this way. You can't do the Chalipin, nor write the Meshicha, because he's just not there. He's not physically there. So But still, yeah, you could have done it through a Shaliach, yeah, Andrew didn't feel comfortable sending anybody, not even Matt, to, to get this on his behalf because there's so much kegs and sheep, Matt would not be able to withstand the Nisayon and he would take it for himself. But why are we saying there's no recourse? He has a recourse. He could send Matt. He just doesn't want to. That, right, because he didn't feel secure sending Matt to get it, he has no recourse except to transfer it together with the land, and it is for that reason that that's what the Chazal uh, recommended that he do. So uh, everyone have a good Shabbos. You'll resume three lines up on the bottom. Chavav, Ahmed Bez.